Wishing for a Christmas mortgage miracle? Patriot Trading Group wants to make your wish come true. Just enter to win on Family Values Radio website, and you can enjoy your mortgage paid for all of 2020. That's right. It's the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest, where if you win, you'll have all kinds of extra money the entire year for a vacation, new clothes, new giant screen TV with whole home audio, whatever else may be on your wish list, because the winner will receive their mortgage or rent payments covered for all of 2020. To enter, go to Family Values Radio 1010. And click on the banner. Enter once each day to increase your chances to win. And look for bonus entry opportunities. That's FamilyValuesRadio1010.com. And enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest. Sponsored by Patriot Trading Group. Contest ends December 20th. See our website for details. Hey, good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group legal, lawful, constitutional tender, a.k.a. wealth insurance, a.k.a. gold and silver. It is what we do, and we do it better than anybody out there. Uh, It is holiday time. Uh, Turkey Day is coming at the, well, well, I guess Thursday. So as always, I will be giving you, because I know that you like it, because everybody wants to hear what I have to say. I'm going to give you the perfect Thanksgiving advice, especially, especially if you've got the teenage kids and really kids in general. How's that? It's almost, uh, regardless of age, of how to have a really good Thanksgiving without overstaying the welcome, because you know how it is with family, right? Can't we all just get along? No. No, you can't. Right, you you always got some kind of friction, whether it's with a, a sibling or the parents or the grandparents, the aunt, the uncle. Uh, no, you can never just get along. But I will give you uh, some great Thanksgiving Day advice for how you can have your turkey and eat it too. Uh, just tune in for that. That's coming up next. Uh, Got to update you on the playoffs. I know I, I, I talk about it a lot. Our, our My son's football team, they lost in the state semifinals on Friday. Uh, a heartbreaker. Uh, congratulations to Campo Verde. They played fantastic. Uh, they built a 20-7 halftime lead. We had the ball at like the two-yard line, their two-yard line, at the end of the first half. And we ran out of time. Time ran. We were out of timeouts and did Oh, it was so. And then uh, in the second half, our defense pitched the shutout. Uh, we had it 2017, and we were driving. We were at about their 35 yard line or so. We uh, we needed about another 15 yards to get into field goal range, and we ran out of time. So, uh, Campo Verde is on to the finals. Congratulations to all the teams. And uh, they, I, know, I don't think it's this weekend. They take this week off because of Thanksgiving. The following Saturday, I think they play. Uh, good luck to all the participants. So uh, now you know our football season's over. And, and I'll tell you, I was really proud of my kid, though. On uh, Saturday, without any – I didn't say a word. We didn't even talk about it. He comes out of his room, which is, you know, I don't know what he does up there, right? But he comes out of the room, and uh, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go work out. And then he did it again yesterday. He went and worked out. So he's already uh, getting ready for next year. Uh, and I uh, I actually uh, was texting the coach over the weekend because I know he was 
you know, t- takes it hard. It's a hard thing when you lose a tough game like that and uh, when you had big aspirations and uh, gave them our support and said, hey, listen, we're going to make another run next year. So when that when that comes around, I'll keep you posted on that. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Of course, the website at allamericangold.com. Uh, remember, so holiday week, this is going to be a short week. So remember, you can always go to the website and order online. You can go to allamericangold.com. You click the shop button, the shop tab button, whatever. I think it's called a button. Uh, takes you to our shopping cart. Uh, the shopping the shopping cart never closes, of course, unless the uh, shopping cart provider has a problem. But other than that, it's up 365 days a year. We will be closed Thursday and Friday. So Thursday and Friday. We will be closed. On Monday, we will reopen. Uh, depending on uh, where we're going to be, uh, whether we're on our way up to Colorado or not there on Monday, we may have another repeat. So we'll you have a repeat Thursday, Friday, possibly Monday as well. And then Tuesday, uh, we'll be back at it. But our offices will be open on Monday. So uh, you have uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday closed Thanksgiving Day and the day after office will reopen again on Monday but if you get the bug and you just need to get some gold and silver put away uh, the website you can order online uh, 24 hours a day 7 days a week at allamericangold.com and uh, just a uh, another record, at least on the S&P and I think the NASDAQ this morning, not on the Dow. Uh, and, and a lot of these things, right, we're, we're, we're watching the, the, the data come in differently than what Wall Street's doing. But uh, trade deal, no trade deal, it's dominating, right? It just is uh, the talk of the town. And, and I'll, I'll just reiterate this. Uh, Jim Cramer actually was on TV this morning talking about how, hey, wait a minute, this media got it wrong. China has to relent. They got to get in. We got to support the president. In. And, uh, you know, the I think the, the President Xi in China said it perfectly. Uh, it was Friday. He wants an equal trade. And, of course, at that point, there is no trade, right? I mean, that, the problem is we've got an unequal trade deal can't have it equal and that's kind of what the president had said but nonetheless uh we'll have to wait and see i don't know i, I mean there's uh somebody asked about stage two phase two which i thought was pretty funny uh in both sides china and the u.s said yeah nobody's talking about phase two we're just trying to get uh to phase one uh when we get back the smaller banks is there more trouble brewing for the smaller banks. And remember, this is a problem, right? We've got a problem in the banking industry, all this consolidation, nobody can make any money, so you do a lot of riskier loans. We'll talk about that when we return. 800 I will tell you, after about, I don't know, 
9, 9.30. Weather is so great here. Even early in the morning, uh, it's about 50 degrees uh, in the morning here, maybe into the into the 40s. Just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, actually got a round of golf in uh, yesterday. Uh, me and a buddy of mine played Rancho Mignana. was in great shape. Even though it was a little wet, Rancho, we had a lot of rain over the, you know, during the week last week. Uh, but the course was in fantastic shape. So if you're a golfer out there, it is it is definitely golf season. Make sure you get out there, get a little exercise. Uh, talking about banks, you know, we, we've got under 5,000 banks now. And, and, and I've told you, you know, we had 18,000 banks in the 80s. And part of the, I, I'll call it deregulation, because I don't know what else to call it. Um, we had rules in place for banks. Uh, we had similar rules in place for media, right? Uh, and even, uh, you know, retailers. And we, we kind of had this thing about, hey, you, you can be in a geographical area, right? but we don't want you to be too big. Because if you get too big, right, you could cause systemic risk to the system, right? I mean, could you imagine if Walmart didn't open tomorrow, as an example, right? I mean, that would be... Uh, that'd be a tough pill to swallow, and now maybe not here in Phoenix, as there's other retailers, but in a lot of these, a lot of smaller places, they're the only one, right? Um, they they worried in the media about what we currently, really, what we have today, right? This is what they worried about. Hey, you're only gonna get one message, right? That's it. You 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 don't have. Uh, any other message but one and maybe you know call it two right and everybody reads off the same script you know and and of course I know a lot about TV learning about radio uh, but in the TV industry right the the news reporter in Pittsburgh reads the exact same news as the person in Phoenix and the person in Colorado right they're all regurgitating the same thing Uh, And in the banking industry, what they worried about, and rightfully so, was systemic risk. Hey, if we let these banks get too big and they don't do the right thing, they don't, and by doing the right thing, they don't calculate risk properly, could blow up the whole system, which, of course, we saw it happen. Right, it wasn't very nice. Right, we don't want to see it again. Uh, but but they scrapped all those rules because they wanted right. Well, it's greed, right? Greed kicks in, and 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 what we, we had is we went from eighteen thousand banks. We don't even have five thousand anymore. And every year we lose a couple hundred, sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less. Uh, some of them through mergers, right? We just had another uh, bank merger last week to what I would call mid-sized banks coming together. Uh, and others just simply go out of business. But really, when you take away about the 20, let's, let's be generous 
and go to, say, the 50 largest banks. Okay, set them in one bucket. And you look at the other 4,000, you know, where are we? I don't know, 4,800 other banks out there. They're starting to pile up losses because it's been hard to make money out there, right? I mean, you know, we, we see the the yield curve's flat. It was inverted for a while. Uh, the Fed's funds rate, you know, is down to between 1.5 and, and one seven five, and yet the 10-year note only yields like one seven. So these banks have been giving out a lot of loans. Now, the big banks loan to, to big companies, right? And we worry about that, right? How many of these big companies are just truly zombies? In other words, yeah, they can make money the fake way, right, with uh, uh, adjusted earnings, and they can stay in business by refinancing debt or getting more loans, right, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul and hope that somehow miraculously they can turn it all around. These smaller banks loan to consumers. And there's a great video, and and, uh, we'll get it up on our website tomorrow. Wolf Richter did it. It's about an 11-minute. If you go to wolfstreet.com, you can listen to it on your own. He breaks down all the default rates for subprime Autos, subprime credit cards, right? And this is the wheelhouse. Think about it. There's 4,500 banks, give or take. Four, well, I guess 4,800 banks, give or take, that fight for that that level of consumer. Uh, and and are, do we have more trouble coming? Do we have – we're going to have less banks. That's what I'm getting at. Uh, get ready uh, for those numbers to drop. Uh, then we had Neil Kashkari, who's the Federal Reserve Chief in Minneapolis, Over the weekend, he started talking about how the central bank needs to start redistributing wealth. I didn't even know that was on their mandate, right? What happened to, you know, oh, stable prices, full employment. Apparently, uh, because of all the intervention now, they're worrying about, well, someone needs to. And this is is very, we've seen this play out many a time, where the people at the very top do well. And it, here's the problem. You know how many people are at the very top? Such a small number. Such a small number. Uh, some at the bottom, right? I mean, the the minimum wage goes up, right? I mean, I, I don't know where. I think we're at like 11. Maybe we're, we're coming to 12. I think Colorado's kind of the same place, right? But, but overall, wages for everybody else are stuck. And then uh, you start hearing the the central bank now talking about the need uh, to have to redistribute uh, the wealth in some type of uh, adjustment cycle. So Neil Kashkari was talking about monetary policy can play the kind of redistributing role once thought to be preserved for elected officials. So get ready. I don't know what that means. What are they going to do? Right? What what is the Federal Reserve? How are they going to possibly do this? And this is what I'm saying. Our wealth is under attack. And whether you have a lot of it, whether you have a little of it, uh, the, the bottom line is everybody 
is looking at the United States differently than it used to. Right? We've got a debt problem. We we've got a, a liquidity problem. Now they they may tell you that they've got it handled. Right? How do they have the debt problem handled? Well, we we think that we can just keep going into debt for a while. But see, then when you keep going into debt, then you run into what is the liquidity problem, which is you have these debt auctions, and there's not enough people there to buy it. And the reason why they can't buy it is because they still got a bunch of the debt that you sold them the last time. And then you get stuck. right? And you get into this never-ending cycle. So today, as an example, we had a brand new type of repo auction. This one lasting 42 days where the central bank goes to your bank. I don't know which bank because they won't tell you. Was it Bank of America? Was it Citigroup? Was it J.P. Morgan? Was it uh, some little savings and loan? I don't know. Most, Most people would speculate it's probably all of them. But this is where they try to get, hey, we don't. We need liquidity every day. Every day we need liquidity. So now the central bank says, hey, you know what? We've got the daily liquidity. We got the two liquidity. Now they've created a 28-day liquidity and a 42-day liquidity. Today it was 42 days that they went out there and said, okay, we're going to give you money in exchange for your debt, mostly in form of treasuries. See, because they're cash poor, you know. And a lot of us as Americans, we've been there, right? Hey, I'm just cash poor right now until I get my, my next paycheck, right? Right? I, I, I don't have enough money. I need, a, you know, a little advance. This is the banks right now. Now, I know... Right, the Dow, or you know, depending on where you know the the Dow in general, the SP Nasdaq, right? We're at all time highs. Yet, banks have a liquidity problem. Hey, I need uh, I need a little help here because I've got all my money tied up in this debt, and uh, you know, customers want to withdraw money, they want to pay the mortgage. Companies want to make their payrolls. They want to play, play their suppliers. Right? I got a little problem. And now this problem, it grows, what, almost every month now? So today, 42 days of liquidity we're going to give you in one shot. It was two times oversubscribed. So in other words, banks were like, yes, yeah, give me that. And, and you're sitting there thinking about, how does this end? Have you asked yourself, how does it end? How are the banks, how are the banks all of a sudden going to get this extra liquidity? Because every day, we've got to sell tens of billions of dollars worth of debt. It's not like it stops. And, of course, we're starting to see, we, know, we did the show last week, all these other banks, they could go to the auction. They do. I don't want to act like foreigners don't go. They do. 
foreign banks are there, but they're not buying any extra. Matter of fact, a lot of them have done what? Bought a little less, right? Hey, you know, today I had whatever, a two-year note expire. I bought these two years ago. And and uh, I held it. it. It's 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 come to maturity. And two years ago, I bought five billion dollars of that auction. Normally, what you would see is these foreign banks, and even our own banks, right, roll over the five billion, and maybe even say, you know, you know. I'm going to bump it up another, you know, $500 million. I'm going to do $5.5 and, and, and for the next two years. Instead, what we're seeing is what, yeah, you know what, maybe I'm going to only do $4.5. Right? I'm not rolling it all over. I'm still buying, but I'm not buying as much. The problem is the size of the auctions keep getting bigger. And we started speculating about what's happening and what are, what are they doing. So what did they do with this extra money? And it turns out a lot of these governments are doing what? They're buying gold. And then I think it was probably about 10 days ago, maybe a little less. But within the last two weeks, there's been a lot of big announcements out of China in particular when it comes to cryptocurrencies. And all of a sudden now, China is seemingly taking the center stage and becoming the first nation that's going to issue their own cryptocurrency. We've got an update for you when we return. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily look at the significant issues of our time from an experienced conservative perspective. Sponsored by Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, this broadcast continues the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly and stands against forces that mock traditional values, slander America, and redefine the family. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The student government at the University of Oklahoma has officially passed a resolution banning the Pledge of Allegiance from its meetings. Unfortunately, they aren't the first school to try this. It's part of a disturbing trend in academia to remove any display of patriotism from our college campuses. They say they're doing it to make schools more welcoming to everyone, but all they're really doing is driving people apart. The OU student government resolution claimed their reasoning was to respect the free exercise of religion for students who don't want to pledge allegiance to one nation under God. They also wanted to be more inclusive of students who aren't American citizens. However, that line of reasoning doesn't quite hold water. No one is ever compelled to say the Pledge of Allegiance if they don't want to, no matter what their reasoning is. I don't know anybody, conservative or liberal, who wants to force people to say the pledge. I agree with the OU College Republicans, who released a statement saying, while we respect everyone's right to not say the Pledge of Allegiance, we would urge them to do otherwise. 
The Pledge of Allegiance transcends partisanship, race, ethnicity, and all of the divides in our country. It reminds us that though we may disagree or look different or not worship the same, we are one nation, indivisible. This statement by the OU College Republicans proves that conservatives are the real tolerant people. Even the student who instigated this removal of the pledge admitted that it wasn't about respecting religion. She confessed that her problem with the pledge is that it was written for the 400th anniversary of Christopher Columbus's discovery of America. Like other politically correct academics, she prefers to paint Columbus as a shameful character in American history. If the student government at OU really wants to divest themselves from the symbols of national unity like the Pledge of Allegiance, they should have no problem giving up the millions they receive in taxpayer funding every year. Why should America fund a space for them when they won't honor a time for students to express their love of America? This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The liberal agenda is corrupting classrooms in colleges and schools across the country. If you're a parent, teacher, or administrator who really cares about our children, we promise to keep you informed at phyllisschlafly.com. And let us hear from you at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two Patriot Radio News Hour. So this is something. Listen, we we've, we've talked about this since really what since blockchain technology uh, really hit the center stage, and of course, obviously Bitcoin being the leader of this, and and I'm all for it. I love the idea that let compete, right? Let's let all the currencies compete. Let's gold, let gold compete. Dollar, the renminbi, cryptos, right? Let us decide which one is the best one. The problem is they don't want that. Right? Who's they? Right? You know who they is, right? The bankers don't want that. They don't want to compete because they know they'll lose. Right, fiat money is a loser. Right, it, it it plays this vicious game over and over and over and over again. It creates wealth for very few, uh, and eventually goes to zero. I mean, that's the playbook. It's been the playbook since the Chinese. You know, it's kind of funny. The Chinese invented fiat money. Most people don't know that. They were the first. Right back in the Ming Dynasty, they were the first. So I'm not surprised now that they want to be the first in crypto. So let me give you an update. There's been a lot of talk about this in the last month or so. China sent cryptocurrencies tumbling on Friday after re-cracking down on exchanges that are operating illegally against authorities' bans. In other words... Uh, China's got a very strict set of rules. And, and of course, right now we know crypto is a lot of black market stuff. On November 22nd, authorities in Shenzhen had identified 39 different exchanges uh, falling foul of Chinese cryptocurrency trading bans. Of course, uh, Bitcoin, and I'll just talk Bitcoin, they've lost about 30% of its value in the last 60 days. 
uh, as China's been uh, cracking down here. And this has always been my worry with, with Bitcoin is, hey, you work out the kinks, and then when the governments are ready, right, they're going to force these guys out. It appears that China's blockade on non-government-sanctioned cryptocurrencies could be on its way to be launching its own digital currency. Now, the time frame. There's people out there that say it's going to be within the next 90 days. Edith Wynn, she was on CNBC on Friday, and I guess they give her some credibility. She runs, uh, uh, I think, some, some crypto division for some big bank. She's saying China's going to launch within the next 6 to 12 months. So let's just say within next year, by 2020, China has been is going to launch. According to her, the Chinese government has been researching the idea for years and has reportedly identified entities to use for a potential rollout. It's really something that has been in the works for the last several years. She's oh here she is. She's a partner at Blockchain. Uh, venture capital fund proof of capital by the way in case you wanted to know and they're talking about within the next the next 6 to 12 months she said that China has recently embraced blockchain with state media reporting President Xi Jinping that the country should look to take the lead in the technology Wendy Liu, head of China's strategies for UBS, echoed the sentiment, saying there was much greater willingness to work with blockchain and 5G. Hmm. Another one of the reasons for this 5G thing. Of course, China, right, they want to be the first there as well. Because they want to manage the world's largest population. Due to its own needs, China is going to push in that direction and you're going to see a willingness to back these technologies more so than anywhere else. As the trade talks go back and forth, Wynn says that even though the dollar remains the world's reserve currency for now, the wider use of the renembi will challenge the United States. And listen, this is the other problem. Right? Go back to what I said. Small banks got a subprime problem. Right? We're, we're, we're seeing default rates now of 5, 6, approaching 7%. That's massive. That's way more than what we had during the financial crisis. Then you have big banks. Right? They've got a liquidity problem. Right? Every day we gotta open the windows and say, okay, give me some of your debt and here's some money. And now we've got a China problem because China now wants the renimbi, right? They 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 smell blood in the water. Hey, let's focus on this trade talk stuff while we get this this stuff ready to go. 
I think the Chinese government is being really smart about driving the renembi. Can you imagine, especially for the One Belt, One Road initiative? Remember, that One Belt, One, one Road started it all. Right? That's when we woke up. And we're like, whoa, what? Wait, what? 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 What do you mean? No, no, you're just supposed to build our stuff for us. Yeah, they got ambitions much bigger than that. They said that they they start to land in all virtual Renembi. Many of these countries will want to work with China to to start adopting a virtual Renembi. So start thinking about it. Right? All these countries now, they're all buying gold. They're all working with China. They all want to get in on the virtual technology. And and now all of a sudden we got mainstream media, people coming on CNBC and saying, hey, you better wake up. I really think that the unique, you, I really, it's Monday. I really think the United States needs to hurry up and have a strong thinking and policy and at least a direction for a virtual U.S. dollar. By the way, I'll put that interview up on our website for tomorrow as well. Patriot Radio News Hour, right? I mean, hello. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two Patriot Radio News Hour. That is our toll free number, and I really think it's kind of inevitable, right? A virtual, digital, whatever word you want to use, currency. It's coming. I mean, right when you when you go to the supermarket, right? You got to scan the card. And they they collect the data. Right? They want to know what you buy, and try to target you know you with I guess ads or coupons or you know ultimately uh, you know what's selling, what's not selling. Information. And China wants to be the leader. Now think of it this way. You're country A and you're talking to the United States and you're talking to China and you're talking about uh, you know economic policy uh, you're talking about how to uh, lead your country and and uh, provide financing for things right because usually right right now uh, China and the United States are the kind of the two places you go to say, hey, right? And, and I guess a little bit in Europe as well. Hey, invest here, right? And then, of course, we we always, what there's always strings attached, right? I mean, that's just how it works, right? There's strings attached to the investment. Now think of it as China's coming in, and they're saying, hey, listen, we'll help you. 
yeah, we'll loan you money. We'll help you build your ports. We'll help you with trade. And we're going to help you with your 5G and your virtual currency. Now, you can make sure you can end black markets. right? You can uh, get rid of those evildoer terrorists. Right, and all of those uh, people that avoid their taxes and don't want to pay their fair share, right? We can collect all the data and we'll share it with you. Yeah, we'll give you the 5G technology. And you know what? Why don't you just use our virtual Renembi? It'll be great. Right, and you can, you know, you buy a bunch of stuff from from us as it is, and and the stuff that you produce, you know, we buy your stuff, right? We love your soybeans or your your hogs or or you know whatever it may be, your rice, right? We 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 need your aluminum. Hey, you, that all that recycled cardboard, and think about the power you can have now, right? You'll know everything. Right, it'll all be there. Right, the second somebody opens up a virtual account and they start buying whatever it is for their whole entire lives, we'll know it. You'll know it. Yeah, you want to ban guns? No problem. Right, just take them off the list. Right, you go into the store to right, denied, denied, denied. Right, all of those things that we worry about and of course uh you know in that situation what does it do goes black market right maybe having some gold and silver to trade for not a bad idea i don't right that's crazy thinking oh it won't happen sure it will right and china's gonna be out there in the lead and now you got people talking right on tv saying hey listen it's gonna happen this year well in the next year in 2020, they're going to roll this out. And a lot of people are speculating that China is going to, in order to gain acceptability and, and bigger acceptability, they may be backing it with gold. Right? That would make sense. And you're starting to think about nothing is, is happening in a vacuum. You don't think China's talking to all these other countries that are all of a sudden starting to buy gold? Right, it's hey, it's a theory. Did the lady say that on the TV? No. But what she did say is, hey, uh, the United States better wake up because if they don't, right, China's going to start wooing more and more countries into doing business with them. And of course, and we're sitting here talking about a trade deal. And it's been something I've been saying, I don't know for how long. This isn't about trade. This is about world domination, and, and China's making their play, right? They're coming out with a virtual renminbi. I think they're going to back it with gold. I think they're going to be shopping this around the world along with 5G, and, and the competition is going to be on. And at the same time, think about it. All our smaller banks, they got bad loan problems. Right, all in the subprime market, which most of the big banks don't even get involved in. Ah, we don't got time for that, right? The big banks, 
they got much bigger type of liquidity problems. Right, we got all these zombie companies that we loan money to that really can never pay us back, but we just keep refinancing them and left pocket, right pocket. And then we got to buy all these treasury notes, and, and now we got a liquidity problem. And now the central bank's got to keep buying it all and buy them for longer. And all the while, here comes China quietly making its move. Now, if you believe the media, oh, yeah, China's growth. Oh, we're killing them. We're crushing them. Come on. Listen, it's painful, but China doesn't care, right? Listen, we know this. So what if their people go a little hungry? It's for the good of the country. Hey, for the good of the customer, I got a great special. It is a small one, but it is a good one. That's coming up next. 800 Nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll-free number. I've got a silver special extraordinaire. I've got three cases total. One case, 25 rolls, is what I'll call ugly silver eagles. Right? That means they've gotten toned. Right? Silver tones, we know it tones. They don't look as nice. They're ugly. Right? The, the, the ugly duckling of the silver eagle market. I've got 25 rolls of silver. The, the ugly silver eagles at a dollar fifty-ish over spot. Spot's right near 17 bucks. For eighteen dollars and fifty cents, that works out to three hundred and seventy dollars a roll. By the way, twenty nineteen Silver Eagles four hundred and fifteen dollars. <laughs> Huge savings. Uh, three seventy a roll for ugly Silver Eagles. Then I have fifty rolls of backdate non-ugly silver eagles. In other words, these were kept airtight and and didn't get someone's hands all over them or whatever the case may be at $400 a roll. Now, what would you do if you asked me? Buy the ugly ones. Nobody cares. If it all hits the fan... No one's gonna care. Go go to Walmart, buy some silver polish, and make them look pretty again, right? So we got twenty-five rolls of ugly silver eagles at three hundred and seventy dollars. Fifty rolls of backdate. I don't know the dates. Doesn't matter. Whatever date they are, uh, at four hundred dollars to the roll at eight hundred. Nine five one zero five nine two. So you got uh, twenty-five rolls of silver eagles at a buck and a half over, buck and a half ish over spot, uh, and fifty rolls at just three bucks over spot. You know, you think about uh, rolls of silver eagles normally run about four bucks over. So great savings to be had. Eight hundred. Nine five one zero five nine two. Uh, gold's down a few bucks. Uh, fifteen, fourteen, fifty-eight. 
1459 uh silver sitting just under $17 uh the dow's up 120 the s&p's up 18 the nasdaq's up 100 and uh cummings is laying off thousands uh, we'll talk about that. Matter of fact, tomorrow we're going to talk Cummings. We're going to talk Bumblebee Tuna. We're going to talk a whole bunch of other pla- uh, places now that aren't retailers that are starting to feel the pressure of the slowdown uh, that has been upon us. As a, again, Wall Street. Hey, that's why you're diversified. Let it rain. Oh, rallying because they, well, you know, they want to believe that the three rate cuts fixed everything. We got bigger problems than a rate cut. Patriot Radio News Hour. Two more shows before we're closed for the rest of the week.